0: iHeart Media does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at CallShe.com.
1: It's brand new season two.
3: Follow the, follow, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah,
2: This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on vSEN.
0: Here we go. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money on vSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard with you live in downtown Las Vegas from the circa resort and casino busy show lined up here early on a Friday morning over the next three hours, plenty on the NBA. The PGA championship is going to be underway very soon. And we have a guy potentially he was four hundred to one to be the first round leader. How about that? That's I saw five. Finish up his round today. I saw five hundred. You saw five hundred? Never heard of the guy. No. <laughs> this is great. Yeah.
4: How we about are- how about Tom Kim, huh? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was so good. That was great television. And the, the, well, I mean... He was trending on Twitter. Oh, yeah. I and mean, he finds out his shirt's off. He's covered in mud. The, the, the oh, whole mud all over the place. He, he looked like Schwarzenegger in Predator. Yes, a good line. Yeah. Yes, he, he can't see me. <laughs> no, Trying yeah, try yeah. to hide from the That's beast. That's right. Yeah, and then he disappears. Where'd he go? He's taking a bath. He's in the water. <laughs> that was awesome. All right. Uh, we'll be, look at this. Look at this photo. If you're watching the show. Eh, The Dead Sea in Rochester. Jeez. Oh, my
0: God, Tom. Tom. Incredible. Who knew the conditions were going to be like that, potentially, for some of these guys out there? I love the— I like to see him struggle, though.
4: Yeah, right. Oh, I love the—he's trying to tell the caddy, can you come in with me? He goes, if I jump in, then we're trapped. Who's going to pull us out? Right.
0: I mean, I'm going down in there, and it's uh, quicksand. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so another fun game last night in this uh, series between the Nuggets and the Lakers Western Conference Finals. Uh, we'll begin with the very good that was the Denver Nuggets. After trailing for most of that game, the show that Jamal Murray put on again in the fourth quarter, think about this for a second. He was 3 of 15 from the floor to begin that game. Could not hit the broadside of a barn. Um, and you thought the regression was going to be coming from game one because the degree of difficulty of those shots in that first game, it was off the charts. But then it just it completely flipped. And here's the astonishing thing. It looked like that guy couldn't even breathe. And he wasn't the only guy. LeBron was completely out of gas. Yep. He was huffing and puffing late in that contest. So he goes from 3 of 15 on the floor. He finished 11 of 24. That'll tell you how hot he was in that fourth quarter. And he had 37 points and 23 of those came in that fourth quarter. Jokic didn't even score. There wasn't even a reason for him to score. He didn't have to. Because it was all Jamal Murray. And they came roaring back from a double-digit deficit to take a double-digit lead, and then the Lakers had to do whatever they could to try to like rally late, and it was too late, too short, and uh, they're now down two games to none. Yep,
4: and there was the another Anthony Davis game, right? How do you go for 40, and then you come out, and you're 4 of 15? And just, the, they, they fell in love with the three. Way too many threes. That was the story. They couldn't make them. And LeBron just, uh, you, you're right about the war of attrition and playing in altitude, and, and those guys were gassed. Everyone was gassed. But you're looking at this saying, wow, the Lakers can't let this one slip away because Murray, Porter, and Gordon are so bad. But Porter turned it around, and then Murray was a superstar in the fourth quarter. Uh, but just settling for threes and LeBron missing threes over and over again, and, uh, and, and Denver survives. And then you look at it and you say, well, Joker didn't really stick out. Joker was, was okay,
0: 23-17-12 Yeah, <laughs> when you see the box score and add everything up. Another ho-hum triple-double Yes, for that guy. And you're right, Porter actually ended up going over his points prop by half a point. Murray blew by it again. So I'm off of that. The two things that did mm-hmm. come in last night that we talked about, Davis went way over the two and a half blocks at plus money, and Austin Reeves did it again from downtown. He was the one consistent player. Look, I mean, I wanted... I know that it's the NBA and the super, this is how it goes. The superstars are supposed to take over, but when Anthony Davis is having an off game and then, yeah, he took that three from the corner because they were down by eight and it was desperation time and he hit it. And then he got three happy. You're going to be settling Anthony. There's a reason why they're giving you those threes late because you're not going to continue to make them. Yeah. I don't know what that one possession was by Dennis Schroeder. That was awful. So Davis came way back to the pack. He was no good offensively. He missed almost everything he put up last night. And I'm so, sorry, I, I don't care what the box score says. LeBron stunk in the game. Stop taking threes, man. You're 0 of 6. Get the ball out of your hands. Have somebody else shoot. And oh, by the way, he was going to get cute on the blow and dunk in, yep. in the first half. And yep. then he blew another layup late. I'm sure LeBron would tell you that he, he wasn't any good last night. But he needs to be... I wanted the ball in Reeves' hands and... the. Do they have any feel at all? Could you not recognize that Hachimura was the best player on the court in the first half for the Lakers? Get him the ball! Yep. He didn't even touch it late! That would have been a big
4: ticket to lead the team in scoring. I mean, he was uh, he was on fire, I know. Uh, that's one of the worst games you're ever going to see LeBron play, especially with high stakes. It's just bad decisions. He has missed 19 straight three-point shots in the fourth quarter. The longest in 25 years. Mm-hmm. You, you got to yeah. stop taking those. I mean, he's it's all it, of 10 in the series. You've been terrible throughout the playoff shooting threes. So you got to get to the basket and try to draw some contact. And, uh, with, you, you know, that you, you can't be taking those shots. The other guy that's killing them is Russell. Oh. Now, I can't believe Brown admitted the game plan after game one that we're going to attack him every time he's out there. Uh, he did a better job defensively. In 59 minutes with Russell on the floor in this series, the Lakers have been outscored by 41 points. Off the floor. In 37 minutes, they're plus 30. He can't play in this. This is not a series for him. Evidently not. And especially if he's going to continue to play like this. And what I mean by that is a ball stopper. As soon as the ball comes and he just sits here and he holds it. Yep. Either you shoot or you move it. The ball shouldn't stop. And and he's killing him. Can't defend anybody. And he's given him nothing on offense. And Schroeder's been a disappointment as well. So Ham tinkered with the lineup and it looked good for a while. And what Hachimura gave him early. But it's just, you know, it comes down to this. Murray outscored A.D. and LeBron in the fourth quarter. That, and you're not going to win when A.D. goes 4-15. or 15. So now the season's on the line on Saturday. And we'll see. Uh, I, I imagine they respond. You know, but this is, uh, I, I certainly didn't expect a 108-103 to 103 either. It, it, the first half was sloppy. The official called too many fouls. and the, the flagrant on Russell was terrible. Right. And guys just not knocking down shots. Yep. But that's going to happen with altitude. And, and now you're playing every other
0: day. Well, b- based on the reaction that I got on my Twitter account, the series is absolutely over with. People are telling me uh, to rip up my ticket on the Lakers, um, and the, they're not going to come back and make this a series. I think you're making a huge mistake if Although. you have that in your brain. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty confident this is going to go back to Denver, tied at two a piece. Mm. And look, look at the point spread. I mean, yeah. I, this might be too high... You saw it open up at four. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this thing shot to Lakers five and a half already. Think about this. The, the Nuggets were five and a half last night at home as the one seed. The Lakers and this. I mean, it's completely factored in that they have to have the game. But I, I like them to win. Again, you, you have to remember this, that when the Nuggets played the Suns in the previous series, they were up 2-0. They looked good. Um, and it looked like the Suns had no help beyond Booker and Durant, and they didn't ever in that entire series. Payne had one nice game, but that was it. And that series went back to Denver for Game Five, tied at two games apiece, because Booker was Superman. And I think the Lakers are gonna. And th- the Suns are not nearly the team the Lakers are. I think the Lakers would take out the Suns in five, maybe six, like Denver did. Mm-hmm. So I, I I love them to win the game in Game Three, and it could be getting a home, you know, some home cooking with the uh, friendly whistle. And then I, I think they win game four and I think I, I think we're going to come back on the air on Monday morning it's 2-1 and I think the Lakers win that game I have I still haven't hedged my ticket and that's my plan I'm going to hedge on the nuggets when it's tied at two apiece and if I'm wrong then I'm a loser on that ticket and oh well, I'll move on. is that going to bother you? No, I'm okay with it. Really? Okay. Yeah, because uh You're I thought that the, close
4: to 47 to 1. Look, okay. I I
0: thought the Lakers could take one of the first two games mm-hmm. and they pissed that game away last night. They yep. absolutely should have won it. So, okay, I have to I have to eat that one, but like I said, uh this series can change. If you think yes. this series is absolutely over with, I, look, I mean, they are the Nuggets are minus 450 to win the series. That equals 81.8%. Teams up 2-0 in the conference finals are 57-6 and all-time. That's 90.5%. So, yeah, there's a good chance they're going to win the series, but I also think there's a good chance it goes back to Denver tied at 2.
4: And also, uh, to help you out, it, it's six times the team's rallied down 0-2. LeBron's done it two of the six. So you okay. have that going for you. It's going to be hard to win in Denver. I mean, they haven't lost at home in the playoffs, and they've only lost one time all year with Joker against a Western Conference team, and that was by one point. So it's, it's, it's kooky. But... You know LeBron'll have a huge effort on Saturday, and I imagine he shows up. He almost got the triple double again, almost too, again, yeah. Which was eight to one, so he he was terrible, no doubt about it. Yep, can't can uh, deny that. But he's got he's got to stop shooting the threes. Uh, but then again, Father Time's undefeated, and you're seeing it. The, the guy's 38, and he's played 20 years. Not only has he played 20 years, he's made the finals almost on a regular basis. So how many he's played probably 25 years, 26 years when you t- tack on all the playoff games. Yeah, what he's done. So I want to see what Ham comes up with. Rest assured. I don't think you'll get that type of performance by the others and Murray on the road. So you might be right.
0: We'll go back. Hopefully we're back to Denver tied 2-2. And I think it's quite clear, like a guy like Gordon's going to give the Nuggets basically nothing offensively. Oh, he's lost out there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He doesn't know what to do on offense. No, no. It's only going to be put back back stuff and, you know, download some junk where he gets maybe an open dunk or something like that. But that's all. Transition, yes. Yeah. Uh, Updated numbers to win the Western Conference Finals MVP. The Joker is minus 425. LeBron is plus 650, AD is 8-1. to one. Murray's 11-1. to one. Uh, Rui Hachimura is 200-1. I would argue that he's been the most impactful Laker through two games. Yeah. With what he did defensively on That's the right. Joker in That's the fourth right. quarter to help him get back into that game. And last night for uh, two and a half, three quarters, he was the man offensively for them. Mm-hmm. And Reeves is 250-1. to one. Guy's good. F- I find something interesting. Uh,
4: they didn't have it when I looked at DraftKings and other books didn't have it. Some books offered it. They didn't have Vanderbilt listed for first basket of the game. Oh, they didn't. So was it a scoop, Jackson, and just say, okay, there you go. He wasn't listed at l- numerous books. He had, he had, he had, the. They had the steal and the dunk. He was twelve to one. At, well, yeah, they did right away. Because they they didn't know what they were going to do with the lineup, and then they come out
0: an hour, an hour and a half before the game. He's going to start. Mm. Yeah, they can't be happy. That was not a fun flight back to LA last no. night for the Lakers at all. Let's follow the money here on v the Sports Betting Network. We'll recap more of last night's betting action with winsome, some, lose some up next. The run scored in the first inning is now 9-1 to the yes when he takes the mo- uh, mound. Paulie with the details coming up. iHeart Media does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at CallShe.com.
2: NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the
5: strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah.
2: This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on Vsin
0: It's good to have you on board here. Follow the money. Vsin the Sports Betting Network. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. We're going to start the Sour talking. Some NBA as professional sports better Aaron Renning joins the program now, one of the very best at betting this sport. He was at Game 1 up in Denver between the Nuggets and the Lakers. Good morning, ER. How are you?
5: I'm doing great, guys. Uh, kind of adjusting back a little bit to the uh, Pacific time and not quite the all-nighters that I'm usually on during the regular season, but always good to be with you guys. How was it?
0: How were the, how were the seats and how was the game live? Man, that game was phenomenal. Watch on TV, I'll tell you that.
5: Yeah, no, it was good. I mean, honestly, yeah, look at the, the first two games have been great, really. Uh, I, I, I I like that arena a lot. It's not like I've been to a ton of NBA games, but you're really right on top of the action. Uh, but I was good. I was kind of uh, writing back to the ESPN announcing crew uh, a couple of rows, and again, you're just, you know, it's the court's kind of sunk it in there, and just a, a great view of everything, and obviously uh, a ton of talent. I think Joker's just he's really fun to watch live uh, all the little things and the passes that he makes so uh, overall it was good uh, I'm sitting on uh, you know a, a smaller bet on the nuggets to win the uh, the series here I trust them but I you know, I thought the Lakers did match up well in this series so I didn't go crazy with the bet
0: mm. do you have anything in game three uh, the Lakers here are laying five and a half the same huh. number that the one seated nuggets were laying at home last night to this team.
5: I mean, wow, uh, that is uh, <laughs> something. Um, you know, really, it, it it's surprising and it's not surprising. Obviously, you have the adjustment uh, here towards uh, the Lakers and home records for both of these teams in the playoffs, so it makes sense. But, you know, certainly from a power rating perspective, uh, hard to justify that the Lakers are, are that much better, um, you know, even accounting for or a better team than Denver, accounting for a home court. Uh, in this one, so you know, I'm I'm probably going to sit this one out. You know, for me, it was uh, on the Duggett side of the equation uh, in this series, so look at the bet them uh, in their sides, um, so I, I I won't be involved. I, I'll probably I'll take a look uh, under the total. I had a bet yeah. under the total in last night's game, uh, and again, just the way some of the offense is uh, bogged down and. You know, it, it, it's funny because watching the series and, and to me, you know, what I liked about the Lakers as far as matching up, you know, I thought that they could win at the basket, you know, shots uh, in the paint and, and at the rim. And, you know, they just haven't done that as much uh, underhand. That's how they won the title uh, back in the, in the lockout. But, you know, Denver just doesn't have a lot of rim resistance. You know, I thought Phoenix played their best getting to the rim. The Lakers at times. Uh, when they've gotten to the rim, and they just haven't uh, done that relentlessly. So, But, yeah, you know, very close series. I mean, you know, a joker, half-court, uh, three-pointer in game one. LeBron, this is what, three-point blank layups essentially last night. Yep. So uh, it's close. It'll be interesting. But, I, yeah, I, I would say I'm betting anything here it'll be under the total on Saturday.
4: Yeah, good point, because I was going to – guys ran out of gas last night. And now you're talking every other night with travel – and certainly other than Murray, no one uh, could knock anything down consistently uh, in the fourth quarter. How about tonight? And uh, I'll start with the total here. That it, Could this be like the Milwaukee series where you keep putting up these low totals, but the Heat continue to knock down threes and play in high-scoring games? You saw a three-and-a-half point move in game one. Game one flew over the total. And now the adjustment here is 216 for game two. You
5: know, Paulie, it might not be a bad way to look at it, I mean. You know, I'm not sure you can count on Miami to shoot the way they did in that last game it you know it, it, it's funny because yeah you know, I just did not have any faith in this Miami team coming into the playoffs I think I bet against them their first four games the two play in and the first two games against the Bucks. I think split out on that but you know I lost a lot of bets on this team during the regular season they just didn't respond so uh, it's amazing what they've been able to do and, and obviously winning game one, um, you know, I have a small bet on them to win the series, but um, you know, really didn't expect that down by twelve uh, in the third quarter. So good for them again. I don't know if you can count on them to shoot that well uh, in this game. And um, you know, Mitch has talked about it as far as the trend here uh, in Game Two. I mean, you look at Boston got beat that first game against Philadelphia. They came back in that second game, one twenty-one to eighty-seven. Uh, Miami's been in this situation uh, a couple of times already and it didn't work out well for them. so again, I'm kind of on the heat side of the equation so I'm not looking to lay the points here with Boston. I think you know trying to you know get a piece of that trend, I think for me the best bet is going to be uh, Miami team total under. Just don't trust this team to shoot as well as they did the other night.
4: okay that's yeah. a fair that's a good uh, good bet. Um, how big is this? What does this mean to the number and how big of a coaching mismatch is this? And I know you were concerned with what transpired in previous series, but when your team has to tell you who to play, that's when you (laughs) knew Missoula was in trouble.
5: Yeah, I mean, the whole timeout stuff the other night in the third quarter and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But I lost, I think it was game four against Philadelphia when the Celtics just, you know, they came back to take the lead and then they just gave that game away they didn't know what they were doing the last two minutes of that game under Bazzola. So I, I really lost a lot of faith uh, in him and, and the Celtics team in and, and, uh, uh, in that game. And, you know, there's just been plenty of those instances here. So, uh, you know, again, you got to give credit to Miami. Just an amazing job by Spo and, and company uh, for the Heat. But, yeah, it's definitely worth a, uh, at least a couple of points here.
0: you think so? A couple of points mm. game in and game out.
5: It it certainly seems to be. I mean, and you know, this might not set up well for the regular season guys moving forward, because if Miami somehow pulls this off or, you know, even makes this a series I think you're going to have less teams pay, pay as much attention to the regular season. I mean, Miami didn't care at all against the spread record was terrible. Yep. Sitting Butler out, sitting uh, Lowry out. And you know, here they are uh, in the uh, Eastern conference finals. So, uh, and you know, again, We've, you know, Miami was trying different things out and, and doing this with their offense. And, you know, you see these other teams, you know, in the playoffs, you know, the Bucs, Cleveland, as soon as plan A doesn't work, they have no plan B, C, etc. So, mm-hmm. you know, again, give credit to this organization.
0: Everything that you said is exactly spot on. I mean, with this Heat team and, like, next year, how teams could actually dial it back even more. I mean... Not only were they terrible ATSER, they were the worst team in the league covering spreads. And then they lost, like on paper, Tyler Hero is supposed to be their best shooter. And by the way, he played well in three of the four regular season games against Boston. He's not there for most of the playoffs. It doesn't even, look at these guys. I mean, if you would have asked me a month and a half ago about the level of player, like a Struess or a Vincent or... Um, who's the other guy? Uh, Martin. I see like uh, six weeks ago, I said, Martin, I don't even, he, I think he kind of stinks. Well, look at, look at where they're playing <laughs> now. So, I mean, to your point, Spolstra absolutely has to get some credit for that.
5: Yeah. You know, the organization, as a whole, I mean, yeah, they're, they're not highly touted draft picks, et cetera. You know, the Lakers are somewhat similar. I mean, 43 and 39 in the regular season, obviously came out strong uh, the last, uh, you know, month of the season. So, um, you know, this is probably the maybe a bit of the wave of the future in the NBA. Probably, unfortunately, for guys that like the regular season like myself.
0: Yeah. Uh, ER, uh, Aaron, running our guest, Professional Sports Better. Have you thought about this yet? If the Nuggets make it to the NBA Finals, do you think you're going to go back to Denver for one of the games?
5: Oh, for sure. I think I already got, uh, you know, it would be interesting, obviously, how this plays out. It's, it's um, You know, against Boston, they would not have home court. Obviously, against Miami, they would, but I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. I really like this Denver team, but yeah, for sure, if they get to the finals, I'll go back for at least a game.
0: Yeah, the degree of difficulty, the shots that Murray was making in Game 1, and then last night, he's 3 of 15 yep. from the floor, mm-hmm. and he, he's struggling, and those shots, those tough shots that he made in Game 1 are not going down in Game 2, as one would expect, and then Just there was a switch that was flipped, and he goes for twenty-three in the fourth quarter. I mean, that's that's difficult to foresee during a game when the guy is struggling.
5: Yeah, I mean, amazing. You know, that's what you you need guys like that in the playoffs. And you know, you talk about which way the game's going. Obviously, you know, Joker did not play well. Nine of twenty-one from the field. Not what you would not what we've uh, you know uh, expect uh, from him for Denver to pull that off. And yeah, you need a guy like Murray, but. You know, Denver's got a very good starting five, and you know the Lakers are just going to have to kind of search uh, to try to match that. But we'll see. You know, Denver's bench uh, again don't have a, a lot of faith, and them. Brown's been great uh, at times, but after that, it's pretty sketchy. So, but again, not a not a huge mismatch uh, in this series against the Lakers. Yeah. That.
0: What What do you think of Austin Reeves?
5: Uh, you know, he was he was uh, you know not good the first couple of games against Golden State, but boy, he's come on and and really. You know, played well to close out that series and uh, solid so far. Just kind of a gamer. Hits the shots and, you know, knows what he's doing out on the court. So I give him a lot of credit.
0: You can follow ER on uh, Twitter. He is at Er Sports one Aaron Renning, professional sports better and one of the very best at betting the NBA. Thanks, ER. Good luck this weekend.
5: Hey, same to you guys. Uh, Thanks. Yep.
0: So he's on the heat to win the series. And he also said he would look at the under in the Lakers and the Nuggets for game three.
4: Well, I mean, last year, it came down to the final shot. And I know <laughs> yes. but, but they were the one seed, but it's pretty much the same
0: team. The Celtics from also, standpoint. If, if I recall correctly, the Celtics had a very big lead, like in Game 7. Yes. And they blew it. Yep. And there was a chance that they were going to, like, just give it all away, and the Heat were going to go to the finals. Yep. It's an odd team to figure out. Absolutely. Also, uh, he mentioned team total under for the Heat tonight.
4: Yep. 103 and a half. Okay. Butler points and assists 34 and a half. And one's, in game three, yes, I would go over. But this one, I mean, it's just this one, this could be a blowout tonight. Yeah.
0: Well, to your point, though, do you feel comfortable betting the, uh, no. against Jimmy Butler in any situation? Yeah. The prop that you brought up? He didn't even play yeah. in game two against the Knicks and no. almost beat him. Now, We are trotting out a new segment called Mitch and Pauly's Pizzeria coming up next. Some bets we've made at longer odds that are pretty much still available. That's next here on v
4: this is Follow the Money on v-send Western Conference Finals are here tonight. Vegas at home against Dallas. Whether you're rooting for your favorite team or betting on your favorite player, DraftKings sportsbook has you covered. For all the NHL action, new customers can place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets. If your team wins, join the action now. DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app. Sign up with code Vison Code Vison Here he comes. Again, it's the GOAT, Nigel Seeley. He's on fire. It's Seeley underscore Nigel on Twitter. Get all his soccer plays the rest of the year for free. He had the over in the Champions League match with Man City and the cards over. Great to talk to you as always, friend. How about Sheffield Wednesday and that historic comeback yesterday in League One, down four goals, and they advance?
1: Amazing, really amazing. Uh, I did say to you when we spoke last time that they were nineteen points clear of Peterborough in the in the football league, and the four nil defeat that they had at Peterborough was uh, was a bad day at the office. Um, amazing turnaround. I think they were sixty six to one to qualify. Uh, maybe even bigger. I, th- I think they were even bigger than that, actually. I, I think yeah. 100 to 1, I think it was bigger than that. But <laughs> so it was 66 to 1 to win on penalties, to qualify through on penalties as well. But um, it, was, it was a brilliant achievement. And if, if anyone could do it, Sheffield Wednesday, their home support is tremendous in League One. Remember, that's the third tier of English football. You have the obviously the, the Premier League, the Championship, and then League One. And they had 35,000 passionate fans who turned up for that match when they were 4 0 down. So if you can sort of, if, if it was a two legged, uh, match in america i'm just trying to ask, I'm, i don't know the answer this question but if it was a playoff game and one team was 65 nil down from the first leg how many of the teams, how many supporters would turn up for the second leg it was that kind of equivalent you know what i mean so there's a it's a great uh, a great turnaround for those plat those uh, team to do it and they're they're a big club sheffield Winter now at wembley and they they could face uh Barnsley, which is a very close rival to the move mm-hmm. Barnsley in action tonight against bolton in a big game in League One as well to see who plays Sheffield Wednesday. But amazing, amazing comeback. And, uh, you know, uh, not many people would have seen that. But I know a couple of people on Twitter who did predict it, which was incredible.
4: Yep. And uh, that is also fun because the matches are on ESPN Plus if you want to check them out. Do you like anything League One? As you mentioned, Bolton, Barnsley, the second leg is today. The first leg was 1-1. The winner gets Sheffield Wednesday. And then League Two is tomorrow. Uh, both matches, first legs were 1-0. Does anything jump out with the playoffs, League 1, League 2?
1: I think really you've got to look at unders again. I mean, tonight's game is quite interesting, one really, because they're two very different styles of play. Barnsley are very tact-minded, and at home they're very offensive, um, and Bolton are very defensive. So it's it's a contrast of styles, really. I think Bolton will try there and try to go to frustrate. Barnsley will try to score. Um, I think that's that, that could definitely be unders. I think they can cancel each other out. I think the League Two ones could both be unders as well, but you're not going to get really good. They're very high odds. You know, one eighty nine, one two minus two dollars, something like that. Yeah. You're not going to make money in a, in a in a single on them. So um, if you did a little parlay, all three of them under two and a half goals, I think you I think you could have a decent run for your money. But no no real massive combat. I think this I think the game between uh, Carlisle and Bradford is is my strongest under pick tomorrow in League Two. Okay. I think okay. there's nothing between those two sides. Two managers who were very defensive minded. Bradford have got the best uh, road defense in League Two. And uh, in three matches they played this season, 0-0, 1-0, 1-0, now the most important of them all. I can't see that breaking that trend of being overs.
4: That is at 7 a.m. Pacific uh, on Saturday.
0: Nil-nil uh, detector, possibly, yep. Nigel, in that game?
1: Uh, I don't think so, because I'll tell you why I wouldn't say that so much. It definitely could be a draw at halftime. I think if the, if it's one team is leading 1-0, so if there's 20 minutes to go or 15 minutes to go, ev- they're going to throw everything at them. So I think the nil-nil detector probably wouldn't be wouldn't be bleeping. Under 2.5 certainly would, because it could be 1-1. One, one, they can go into extra time. But nil-nil is dangerous when one team needs to throw everything okay. all right. out, which leaves them vulnerable at the back. So, no, I wouldn't bet nil-nil, but okay. I'd definitely bet under... Maybe under 1.5 if you want to get a bit more juice in the price, but nil-nil probably not for me. All right, we're going to put you in the Hall of Fame here if you sweep the board in the
4: Premier League. But this makes sense. Let's go to the late game Saturday... Nottingham Forest trying to avoid relegation. They're in. Uh, they're in the safety zone. They're taking on Arsenal. What do you want to do with this
1: match? Well, I think Forest are a massive price at plus 450. I really do. I think. I think they're too big. Um, 80% of their points this season have been at home at not at the City Ground. It's an electric atmosphere there. Um, they're fighting for their life. They need to win the game. If they win the match, they survived. Arsenal have finished, aren't they? They've run their race. They're they're exhausted. They were depleted against Brighton, absolutely depleted. They're a young team, the youngest team in the Premier League. They have three major injuries. Chinchenko, they have Martinelli, Saliba, good players all out missing. They were distraught after the 3-0 defeat against Brighton. How can they lift themselves up, such a young team? I think it's going to be very, very difficult for them to do. Um, Forest at home this season. They played 18 matches at home this season. I like Uh, Forest plus one here as well. Forest plus one is minus 110 in 18 matches at home this season. You'd have only lost that bet in two. And that was against Manchester United and Tottenham. They've held Manchester City at home. They've beaten Liverpool at home. The problem for Nottingham Forest hasn't been their home form. It's been their road form. Their road form has been shocking. At home, they've been a good top 10 team in the Premier League. And playing Arsenal now, I think Arsenal are done. I think plus 450 is great value. But I I really do like the plus one Forest here. At uh, minus minus one ten. Okay, excellent. So I see what you're doing here.
4: Now imagine if if Forrest wins, then it's over, and then your late Tokyo. match. Yeah, your late. But well, your late match Sunday is Man City against Chelsea. How much football can you play? And how many times yeah. can you bring your A game? And I know you've said Chelsea's in disarray, but City's off the huge win and great performance against Real Madrid Wednesday. Now they got to come out. They got to play Sunday. What do you want to do with uh, with Chelsea?
1: I want to bet Chelsea over here you can bet chelsea at plus 1200 i think it's too big i i just think if, if if Arsenal have lost the title then what is the incentive for man city to win it'll be a party atmosphere there there'll right. be beach balls everyone will be singing it'll you know they, they wouldn't care if they lost two nil uh, or they lost one nil it makes no difference for them chelsea have got a game in them they have a match in them they're too good not to have a match. Now, I know they haven't won in eleven, and I know that Manchester City are the best team that I've ever seen in the Premier League. But there becomes a time where there, something is a bet, and this is a bet. The price is wrong. This is the biggest pri- time at price ever Chelsea have ever been in a Premier League game. Whoa. You've never seen Chelsea at twelve hundred ever in a Premier League game. They've got some world class players in their side. I know they're having a bad run. They don't know the best team. They haven't got the best manager. But it could be an absolute perfect time to play Man City. Man City would have won the title. Their focus then would be on the FA Cup, and their focus on then would be the Champions League to make history. They have so many quality players that can come in, though. They're, I think Grudish will be rested. I think De Bruyne looked look absolutely exhausted. He'll be rested. But the players come in in Mahrez and, and uh, you know, you have um, uh, Foden, uh, a world-class. But it becomes a time where the price is wrong, and I think 1,200 is wrong for Chelsea. It's well worth the pizza money. But my best, best play on the match, be to bet Chelsea plus two. You can bet Chelsea plus two goals at minus 133. Now, the only way you're going to lose there is if Man City win by three goals. What incentive have Man City got to, to steamroll if they won the title? I can guarantee you now, if Arsenal get beat on Saturday and you hit your sports book at 1200 or 1100 or 10, 1000, whatever price you are betting Chelsea, they will be single figures. I can guarantee you if the league is wrapped up. I remember very famously um, Manchester United were going for the treble and they won the league uh, and before their game against West Ham and West Ham was down towards the bottom of the table and West Ham won at Manchester Manchester United and they were about 1600 to win the match. It's happened before. I'm not saying uh, this is this this is the best Premier League side we've ever seen and I couldn't you know people might re- retweet this in 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 two days time and say what what an idiot when Man City win five nil. But at 1200, what is their incentive? If they've won it, what what is it? What is the incentive? If they've, their their priorities the the FA Cup, their priority is to make history in the Champions League. Right. Their priority isn't against Chelsea. Chelsea's priority is against Man City to get some sort of galvanise some spirit and get some um, get some some sort of respect from what's been a, a disaster of the season. So I just think the price is wrong. I just you know at 1200. I think it's wrong. But I think the best bet yeah. would be Chelsea plus two. They've met three last three times they've all played. Man City have won one nil. Wow. Hmm. Last Two minutes left.
4: Last one to start today, Sunday. West Ham uh, against Leeds. Leeds in the relegation zone. One point from safety. Lost by one at Man City and had the draw against Newcastle. They've been a different club with the new manager as you, you expected. What do you think here?
1: I love Leeds. I think plus 185 is the wrong price. I think they can win this game. I think the problem with Leeds is that they score loads of goals. They've scored in 11 consecutive matches. But the problem is they've conceded in 13 consecutive matches. That's their problem. They brought in Sam Allardyce, the former England manager, performed miracles really in the second half against Manchester City. I thought they had really, really well to match Man City, even better Man City 1-1-0. They were so unlucky last week to draw 2-2 with Newcastle, a match they should have won. The big thing here is West Ham have just qualified for the European Cup final, the European Conference Cup final. That's it. It's their Premier League survival is safe. Leeds may have to win this match to stay in the Premier League if results go against if Forest win Leeds have to win or they get relegated West Ham do not care one bit about this match Their, their focus is on the European Conference final at the beginning of June and I think Leeds at plus 185 is value and I think even better value is Leeds on the draw no bet market at plus 105 because the one thing you could definitely guarantee is Leeds will concede and if they concede two they've got to score three but I think they'll score best bet Leeds draw no bet plus 105 Oh, man. Excellent.
4: Have Thank a weekend, you mate. mate. Take care. All right. Hit one of those big ones. That would be
0: something. I'm scrambling makes to get down as
4: many as possible parlor. right now. That makes yeah. sense. 12-1 to 1 on Joe. Right. It's
0: over if, if Arsenal loses. Said. Yeah. We'll get into the uh, NBA conference finals coming up next year. on Follow the Money. It's Vsin the Sports Betting Network.
2: And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
6: You always follow the money.
2: That's what
6: I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah,
2: yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VCN.
0: Welcome in. It is follow the money here on Vsin the sports betting network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard, live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. One hour to go, and we'll start off the final hour talking to Sam Penjanovich, who does a great job covering gambling for Neston. He's been in the gambling space for a long, long time. Sammy, good to talk to you, pal. How you been?
7: Good to be back, boys. How jealous are you? I'm looking at NBA draft odds. You guys can't do that, right?
0: Oh, God. We, we can't do a lot of things out here. P- please don't rub it in our faces, pal. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to a bet that you like in the NBA draft here coming up in a minute. Uh, but of course, you're right. you're on Nesson, so you're in the Boston area, obviously, and you have watched and you've covered the Celtics team all year long. Paulie and I have been ripping our hair out watching this team for a long, long time. Our Okay, so we know about this trend. It's 22 and 2 ATS and 23 and 1 straight up when the home team loses game one to come back and win and cover in game two. They're lane nine. Are you confident in this bunch to get it done tonight?
7: No, I'm not. Uh, I won't make a single bet on this game. I was thinking, you know, maybe I'll go under the total. Um, maybe I'll take the nine because that number, like when you look at that on the surface, that number seems too big, but man, I'm like, I'm terrified of Boston winning this game by 20. I don't like their team. I mean, let's, let's start by going there. Like, I just think that they are so talented. They are so top heavy, but they also like, don't give a damn for 15 minutes out of the 48. You know, it's, it's an infuriating bunch Mm -hmm. because like Jason Tatum is the best Score on the floor. He's not the best player. Jimmy Butler's the best player, but Jason Tatum's the best scorer. And yet he just—he's so erratic. He's the microcosm of their team, right? Like he can go zero for eight to start the game, and then he could—he can, can finish the game eight for nine. And you know, when you come down to breaking this game down, like I know that the Heat are going to be the public side, but they were the public side in Game One. And and really, guys, like the coaching mismatch is real. Yep. You know, Eric Spoelstra. I think he's the best coach in the East. Um and you know his ability to sort of attack what you don't do well is is prevalent in this series. I mean we saw it already in game one. So I look, I have the Heat to win the East. Uh, I got you know I, I just showed Mitch Paul I got nine fifty from early May. I'm, I'm riding that um, and and I haven't hedged yet. So I think that says a lot. You know I could I could lay Boston two ten now to win the series and I haven't done it yet.
0: So the Heat were still plus 950 going back, and that was, what, early on in the Knicks series?
7: That was right when they lost game two. And, you know, I'm watching this thing play out, and they don't have Jimmy in game two. Because he was mm-hmm. out there game one, they, they took game one, and then game two, without Jimmy, they were basically tied with like 90 seconds to go, and I'm watching this thing, and I'm watching Spo work his wisdom, and I go, you know what? They're going to lose game two, but then they go back to South Beach. They're going to win three and four, and they might finish it in five. And at that point, after they lost game one, they went to 950. And I just thought, you know, mathematically, it doesn't really make sense. Um, and, and the reason I made that bet is because I didn't believe in the consistency of either Boston or Philly. And, and we saw that series, guys. I mean, yeah, it was fun. It was exciting. But the problem with that series was nobody wanted to win it. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's really what you're looking at here. I mean, Boston and Philly have, you know, just gobs of talent, but they're just inconsistent, and, and the coaching is is something to be concerned about. So yeah, I, I think Miami's gonna, I think they're gonna lose tonight. I mean, you know, I'm not gonna touch the spread. I think it's clear Boston should win. You guys gave the metrics, and you guys have been talking about it. But are they gonna win four out of seven? That's the question, and I, I have my doubts. No doubt.
4: Well, you also, it's a young team. But you have to look at the window, right? Ask Greek Freak. I mean, if they can't get to the finals this year, and then you think other teams will reload, who knows? You, it's real, too, about the coaching. And what I'm sure what the locals feel about M- Missoula, that the guy's learning on the job. What does he think? He can take these timeouts with him? You score, you give up 46 points in the third quarter, you don't call a timeout? Now he comes out yesterday and says, I watched the town four times a week.
7: Yeah. And he eats bad pizza too, Paul. He goes down to Rhode Island to get pizza, which is a different story, I guess, but yeah, I mean, I mean, the pizza's not great in Boston, but we go to Rhode Island to get pizza. I mean, give me a break. Um, (laughs) That's a good point. I mean, you can't, you can't roll these timeouts over. And and look, I don't, I don't think he's the worst coach by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, you go back and there's a reason that Miami gets the most out of what it has. You know, I've been saying this for, for a week now. I think the the Boston Celtics have better talent, but the Miami Heat get the most out of said talent. And, and it's and always somebody different, right? Like Duncan Robinson played six minutes in game one. You watch him go out there, play 20 minutes tonight, hit four threes, yep. and, and keep this thing close. You know, it's like, and Jimmy's a chameleon. And, and that's really, you know, when you watch Miami, if you need 35, okay, he's going to get 35. But then when they double... He's going to drive and kick. He's going to set guys up. He's going to hit Gabe Vincent on the pin down, you know, like Jimmy's just the ultimate competitor, but he does what you need. And you know, what Miami hits you with in game one, they're not going to hit you with in game two. Meanwhile, Boston's going to hit you with the same thing over and over and over, over the head. We're going to do Jason Tatum's possession. Then we're going to do Jalen Brown's possession. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to do Jason Tatum's possession. Then we're going to do Jalen Brown's possession. You know what you're getting with Boston but you don't know what you're getting with Miami. And that's what makes them so tough.
0: Yep. It's follow the money here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Our guest, Sam Panionovich covers gambling is a better himself. Uh, Nesson. Uh, okay. So you were very excited earlier this week. You sent me a text uh, about the NBA draft and we have nothing up in Las Vegas. I don't know if we'll have anything up on the NBA draft before the, uh, before the week, I'm going to say no chance anywhere here. Uh, but you like, uh, a, uh, a prop or a bet to go fifth overall. You're digging deep here. Tell us who you like to go fifth and why you like it.
7: Yeah, well, I'm not going to lay 20,000 on Wembe yeah, to go first. You uh. know, I don't have that kind of a bankroll, guys. Um, but if you go a little bit down the board, Detroit picks fifth, and they've basically assembled a really nice young core, right? They've got Kate Cunningham and they have Jaden Ivey, two ball-dominant guys who are going to be good in the pick-and-pop and good in the screen-and-roll. So what do you need? You need an athlete that can finish, right? You need a guy that can get to the rim and attack and that's Villanova's Cam Whitmore. Now DraftKings has 250 on this right now on Whitmore to go fifth overall. But if you shop around, there are still multiple four to ones out there and I'm telling you right now, like you guys know this, it's about the number. This is going to be two to one in a week, you know, pretty much everywhere because the stock is rising Whitmore's he's worked out well he's going to fit into that system. And you look at some of these big mocks right now, like Sam Bassini, you know, guys like that who know what's going on. They all have Whitmore mocked five and and we're still weeks away from the draft. But I mean, this is a market that we've all talked about for years now. You know what? Once the steam gets real, forget four to one, you know, forget nine to two, like this guy's going to be, you know, across the board, two, three to one in a week. And there, there's a very real chance, Mitch and Paul, when we get to draft night, you know, Cam Whitmore is like minus 130 to go fifth, you know? So this is an, an elevator you want to get on right now at the ground floor and ride it to the top. But Whitmore is a great fit, and and the stock is is seriously going in the right direction. So if you could find him like four to one, one book has plus 450 on him to go fifth overall. That is super live on a guy that's only going to go higher and higher in terms of stock. So look at Cam Whitmore to go fifth overall.
0: So you're that strong on it. Not only will that number disappear, and it's going to be two to one soon, but you think, come draft night, he could be maybe even before draft night, he's sitting there at the odds-on favorite.
7: Yeah, I mean, you look at the way this plays out. You know, Victor goes one, and then depending on what Charlotte does at two, and that's you know, it's been funny to follow them over the years whether they go Miller or Henderson. So those guys go two or three either way. And it's probably Amen Thompson going fourth. And then look, if, if this guy Whitmore is on the board here, you know, it's a slam dunk, no pun intended. It's a slam dunk for him to fit into that roster. Like, do I know that he's going to go fifth overall? No,
0: no, of course. But not. Should
7: he be four to one? No. I mean, mm-hmm. we've seen these markets go. I remember when, when I first started at Beeson and there was a prop on how many O linemen would go in the top 10. This was the year that McGlinchey went in the top 10, you know, a month before the draft the line on, on offensive linemen was like one and a half over minus 220. And you guys were like, you know, they're, they're probably going to be two guys. Well, by draft night, that thing was minus 900 yeah, over right. one and a half. Yep. So if you get on it in the right time, you know, you can get ahead and then you can do whatever you want.
0: Hey, Sammy, we have about 90 seconds left here. The The, the biggest storyline with the Red Sox is the team has been awesome to the over so far, 29-13-2, to the over, however, they are four games above 500. Yes, I know they're in last place in a really good division. Are the their their win total was not that? I mean, it wasn't not great before the season started, so the expectations were not high here for the Red Sox. Are they good?
7: I'm not sure yet, man. I know their lineup's good, but the rotation has been very spotty, and and it starts with with Sale and Kluber. So. I don't know that they're going to carry this through for another couple months, but you look at that division, like every team's over 500, you know? And if you look at the AL East compared to the AL central, it's night and day.
1: Yeah.
7: Um, so I don't, I don't know. Like I wouldn't bet them to make the playoffs. Like I don't like them on a day-to-day basis, but that, you know, and we've texted about this, that team just bangs the over, you know, like almost 70% yep. of the time. And, and the books haven't caught up yet. We might get to July these totals might be 10, 10 and a half 11. And, and until then, you just look over. I mean, why not? It's not broke. Don't fix it. Yep.
0: Well said. You can follow Sammy on Twitter. He is at SPShoot. Check him out on Nesson and Nesson.com. Thanks, pal. We appreciate the time.
7: All right, we got to talk about these Luke Combs concerts next time. We got to do that, okay?
0: Well, that's that's a deep dive. That's inside baseball right now. But if you really want to bring that up, sure. I, I would love to have you break that down. <laughs> All
7: right.
0: All right, be Thank good. you.
4: Good job. The um, the It's a perfect storm. I re- keep repeating myself, but the bets keep cashing. They're at the bottom in ERA, and they can mash. I think they're yeah, third and yeah, ru- yeah. runs. Yep. So it doesn't matter how high you put the totals right now. And 11-3 uh, and overrun and 29-13-2 on the season.
0: The up, up, yeah, if you're betting every game over, which, by the way, you pointed out after game one, you're up almost 15 units so far. Hello. Betting the over. Win, and lose, up next. All the props, props that cash last night, and the yes, run in the first inning, nine and one with this guy on the mound.
2: This is follow the money on VSEN.
4: Download the DK Horse app now to get on the Preakness action. New customers get 100% deposit bonus, up to $250 when they opt in with code HORSE. Only on the DK Horse app to talk about the Preakness, DraftKings, and the app. It's Johnny Avella who runs the book at DraftKings, makes a mean cheesecake
6: as well. How are you, sir? I'm doing very well. Thank you, guys. Happy Friday.
4: All right. Happy Friday. Uh, t- tell us about the app and everything, the promotions and specials that you're running there.
6: Yeah, I just heard uh, you guys, Paul, you just mentioned the, the, uh, you know, offers that we're putting out there, the uh, $250 deposit match. But we're doing not only in DraftKings fashion, what we're doing is we're having specials every day of the week, whether it's on trifectas, exactas, at different types of tracks. Uh, And that's just what we do at DraftKings, constantly putting out uh, different promotions for the customers. Um, The app is great, we're really happy with it so far. It's been about two months, Uh, it continues to grow. Of course, Derby went well, looking forward to the Preakness this this week. The one thing to remember out there for the users that are the ones that wanna try it is that it is a separate application. You have to download the DK horse. Now, Mm -hmm. people say, how come you don't have them integrated together? Well, we will at some point, but this was the easiest way to get it out there as quick as we wanted to. Um, but we're happy it has replays. If you like to watch replays and uh, every track you could possibly imagine, Paulie, it's right up your alley. You could be playing two, three in the morning on Hong Kong Racing. So <laughs> a, a 24, 24 hour action for horses. Oh,
0: that's Great. incredible. Yeah. Set the uh, uh, yeah. wake up for the show. Let's get some uh-huh. Hong
6: Kong in. Uh, okay.
0: So it's perfect timing here, Johnny, because uh, we planned all week to talk to you about the Preakness exactly at this minute. And then, moments ago, John Clay, who has covered horse racing for a long time for the Lexington Herald-Leader. Here's his story. Considered the top challenger to Derby winner, Mage, first mission was scratched from the Preakness after consultation with the Pimlico vet team on Friday morning. According to a press release, the winner of the Lexington Stakes uh, was scratched because of a problem with his left hind foot. First mission was the second favorite in the Preakness morning line at five to two. What is your instant reaction to that? And what does that mean to Mage and the rest of this uh, now very small field?
6: Well, it certainly changes the dynamics of the race somewhat. Uh, You know, we knew that National Treasure has blinkers on, probably would go out to the front and try to hold on as long as he can. Uh, But, you know, first mission was going to be also vying for that top spot, or at least second, and putting pressure on National Treasure because out of the eight post, the two horses to his left were not gonna go out, they're stalkers. So he would have had an easy, uh, easy second position or third position wherever they wanted to lay the horse. So that changes it for a horse like National Treasure. As far as Mage is concerned, his, his uh, style is also stalking to be back at a pack and then make a move late. So it doesn't really change what he needs to do, but it changes the race for a national treasure who the pressure, I believe, was going to come from first mission. So And, of course, it changes the odds on everybody because when you do whatever the takeout is on the race, which is 16%, mm-hmm. you lose your second choice. Everybody's going to get bumped down. So it looks like Mage now will be less than even money, and everybody else's odds are going to drop with only seven horses in the race. Yeah, I I think that Mage certainly will go off
0: as the odds-on favorite here shortly. Overall, uh, and again, you've been a great horse racing guy for many, many years. What do you think of this horse, Mage, as, uh, as a horse that could stack up against recent winners? And do you think this horse, when you look at it, has the makings of a Triple Crown winner.
6: I really like the horse a lot. Uh, Now, the knock knock on him coming into the Derby was that he didn't have a race as a two-year-old, so he didn't have a base. And, you know, all his races were in 2023. Uh, Now, that's still a knock for this race because he's coming back in two weeks. I don't think they would have run him in this race if he ran anything from second or worse than second, and they would have prepared him for the Belmont. So I think he's a good horse overall. I think he's probably going to go on and run in other summer campaign races, maybe to Travers or maybe to Haskell. Um, but is he a Triple Crown winner? I don't know. He's good. Even if he wins this race, he's going to have some really stiff competition for the Belmont. Uh, but What's not the like with only seven horses, which yeah. two I think in the race are just non-contenders, so really it's down to five that he has to beat. Which one actually a- has to be, because he's the fifth horse that I think has a legitimate shot to win.
0: Uh so the the two long shots then that you think you're gonna just draw a line through them?
6: Yeah, Chase to Chaos and uh and coffee with Chris, those horses just look too slow uh to me in, in this race. Uh one of those one a chance to participate in this by winning a race on synthetic up at Golden Gate. Uh, that was chased to chaos. So, and I think that's the only reason that that horse is in the race. Coffee with Chris, I guess you could make an argument for, you know, he's he's run on that track before, but he's, both horses just look too slow to me. Uh, if you wanted to use those horses in, you know, a trifecta or a superfecta, I, I wouldn't fault you there, but I, do, I don't see them as win contenders.
0: Over Overall, then, at the end of the day, at end of the race, who do you think wins?
6: Uh, I think National Treasure's yep. going to go out and take the lead. I don't know how much competition he's going to have out on the front end, especially now, you know, that we've got this scratch with First Mission. So I think he's going to try to go out and steal this race. Uh, he certainly has the right jockey to do that so i don't think if I, if he doesn't get any pressure um, you know he could be leading the entire race
4: we knew there was going to be hype with the western conference finals i mean come on it's the lakers and then we we one of the best basketball games i've seen in a long time in game 1 and your incredible menu and your offerings not to mention these video game numbers that joker puts up and we ran through some of your big payouts that you have with the combos as well. But what's the handle been like thus far for the first two games of Lakers Nuggets?
6: Yeah, first I'll talk about the con- the the uh the payoffs you mentioned there, Paulie. We've ha- and this happens a lot you know every night because we have such volume and so many people betting these parlays. And don't get me wrong, these are not easy to hit. But every night there's somebody who's bet five or ten bucks that turn that into Fifteen or twenty-five thousand. So oh. it can be done. It's it's not easy, but it certainly can be done as, as we show every night. Uh, as far as the handle on the first two games, I extraordinary. I did not think that the handle for this series could beat the golden uh, the warrior handle with the Lakers. That to me was just inc- you know incredible handle for a basketball game, and we're surpassing that especially with last night's game. Um, And we did well on last night's game, by the way, too, because uh, the do theory, uh, most of the bettors thought that the Lakers were going to win that game. Uh, Heavy action on the money line. Um, And, uh, you know, fortunately for us, uh, the uh, Denver came out on top because it it was there for the Lakers to steal game too. So they were approaching
0: last night's game, like the Super Bowl. Give me the Lakers on the money line, but forget about the points.
6: That's correct. That's exactly the way it was bet.
0: Mm. Mm. How about tonight? Uh, the number is still nine here on the Celtics. What what's the action been like between uh, these two teams for Game Two?
6: Yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been all Boston early. Now, of course, you know we're going to write ninety percent of the money tonight. Uh, you know, are they going to come back on the dog? This is another one of those games where you think that the home team needs to win. Here's what I'm anticipating. I'm anticipating a couple of really huge bets. We took one of these bets on Boston in the Game uh, 7 and against uh, the 76ers. Some guy bet like 750000 to win 375. and uh oh. And we took a lot of money line bets like that, big money line bets. So I would expect to see that again for Game 2 in this series. Jesus.
4: Mama. Great job, Johnny. Thanks for a few minutes. Good luck this weekend.
6: Hey, thanks a lot, guys. All right. Talk soon.
4: Talk soon. I didn't see the picture. Usually, in, in the left of his office, it's Johnny with Mariel Hemingway and Farrah Fawcett.
0: Yeah, and don't you gotta have that front and center? I think he took it down after you pressured him about that last well, year. He says it's a great story. I'll tell you over dinner. Well, I forgot the have, story. Man, never. He's never had us over to the house. I want the cheesecake. You gotta have it. I know. Remember Farrah Fawcett on David Letterman?
4: Out of her mind, folks. YouTube that. YouTube that video and sit back and relax. She didn't know where she was for whatever reason and but Letterman was in rare form. She was so out of it. They blew off the other guests and just kept
0: her on. Can't. You know the uh the writer strike that was going on recently. I don't even know if they have it re- if they have it resolved. I got to be completely honest here. I know it was going right. on. I saw David the, Chase was there one The last time they had a writers strike was 07 and people have been kicking around the idea that back then it was like Letterman and Conan, they were they could actually manage compared to today's oh totally different ball game. Sure right do no, their own the, material i would and, say those two guys were the master yeah letterman was a complete I, I genius nev- and conan was unbelievable right i never cared for leno neither did i never cared for, i, I like johnny
4: carson but i was too young carson was great love Carson. Yeah, yeah leno was popular leno would beat letterman in the ratings
0: i, 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 I didn't it never even got it i couldn't believe it i mean in, letterman's yeah. a genius in pocket plays next